You're denying that child their fundamental need, their basic, primal, fundamental need that can literally change a trajectory of their life because you want to force that person and say work and making money for this world and your high profile job or whatever, whatever profile job, who cares, is more important than the life of the baby that you just delivered. Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. You will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We are your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And I'm Caroline J. Sumlin. And today we are talking about the biggest headline that's going on right now in the news in fact so big that we are actually re-recording this episode because so much change in the news (laughs) from the last time we recorded it that we knew that we couldn't even keep that episode it was irrelevant at this point and what we're talking about is everything that's going on with president biden and his attempt to get all the democrats on board with the build back better plan how it has gone from one original plan and so many things have been cut out specifically today's conversation of course because this is black girl voices so we are girls we are women and we are also mothers and so we are talking specifically about the cutting of paid family leave um which is total bs by the way it's just had to add that (laughs) (laughs) it's it's very disappointing it's very very disappointing um uh it's I wrote I wrote a post about this on Instagram and it it did pretty darn darn skippy well because we're because all so many people are in this position. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. affects so many of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's important to just kind of give a brief overview. If you haven't been caught up in the news, you know, we can't assume that everybody is a news junkie like I am. Because <laughs> that's what I do. I literally, okay, just like one aside, I literally wake up in the mornings. And of course, like, you know, your first thing you do is you grab your phone and like you check social or whatever. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm not trying lie. to do better, but I do it. I, I say every day better. I'm going to do better, but no, like it's become my way to like wake up. Like when I need to force yeah. myself, I say the first thing I do is I take my basal body temperature guys. And then I log my temperature <laughs> so I can track my fertility. And then you check the news. And so then I basal body it. and then CNN. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a combo. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and then I go straight to my NBC app. And I turn on live so I can hear the news, um, the local news, and then go into like the Today Show. And I have to watch the Today Show every morning. I've been doing this since I was 16. And I say the credits, like I say the rolling credits, like with it, like live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. <laughs> I say it with, with your reporter voice every morning. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's my little story. So yes, I'm a news junkie. Gosh darn it. But not everyone's a news junkie. Not everyone likes to watch the news. So a very brief overview of what's been going on. We know that President Biden had campaigned on can't, one of the biggest things he campaigned on was his Build Back Better plan, which was a complete 
revision of this economy's social safety net, the social safety net, which was pretty much put in place when Lyndon B. Johnson was a president and he created the Great Society. And that's what brought us welfare. That's what brought us food stamps. That's what brought us, I forget what else, maybe minimum wage, um, a couple other things, a lot of of different programs. Government funded programs. Government Government funded programs that Lyndon B. Johnson's Great Society brought us that gave basically us a floor of poverty. Like you can't ever go below this because at the bare minimum, you have these government funded programs that are supposed to help you, you know, those of us that are th- those people that were um, lower income, Medicaid and right. Medicare, all of those things came from that program. So this would be the the Build Back Better plan is really supposed to be like, you know, I guess 50 or 60 some odd years later, um, a, uh, an upgrade, if you will, kind of recognizing okay. what the Democrats have been recognizing, like, like hey, an extension, an extension. Yes, but it's more targeted for the middle class. The okay. Great Society was essentially targeted for like the lower class. It was also, um, in Lyndon B. Johnson's words, supposed to be um, a huge step towards ending racial injustice. Clearly, it did not do that, but um, it was supposed to because of you know the 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 large disparities between black and brown communities and white communities and and also right. elderly communities and things of that nature. So with but what's been happening since then is that you know, the rich just kept getting richer. Obviously the poor just kept getting poor and the middle class cannot has, it, it just is just hanging in the balance. There, we like can't it. go anywhere. We can't go nowhere. Just can't not, nowhere. not at all. Well, we can we, go we, down. We can go down. Very true. We can go down, but we can't go down, go up. Um, kind of like your GPA, literally. Yeah. Like, you know how quick <laughs> you fail that one class, your GPA. Yes. You got a 2.0 real quick. You're right. And you just cannot get up. Bring that back up. It's so <laughs> true. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, we, we've been stuck. The middle class has been stuck and really unable not, that the things that you're, that you're supposed to be able to have to help you progress in life, to have some kind of affluence, some kind of progression, we don't have really access to as a part of the middle class because of the flaws and the holes and the gaps in our systems. And so the Democrats with creating the Build Back Better plan, the original one was supposed to solve that problem. between the universal pre-k to two years of free community college to the paid family leave for 12 weeks to um many other programs that i do not have listed in front of me but you know we can i mean it's really easy to google it like what would have been in the what would have been in the bill but if you we will also leave something in the show notes just to kind of give you an easy click as what would have been in the original bill but the problem is that you know, between even before this bill has been even able to get to a point of getting Republican um, and, you know, any, any sort of bipartisan support, if, if possible, the, the, the Democrats haven't even been able to agree. And that, I will also say another part of this bill has been climate change as well. The climate change is another big conversation about what to do about it. And there has been disagreement amongst progressive and moderate Democrats between different parts of this bill. So part of that has been climate change. Part of that has been, you know, um, I think it's medic, which one's the ones for elderly Medi- Medicare, 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 Medicare is for elderly. Yep. So for elderly people and Medicare, I know Senator Bernie Sanders is like, give us, you know, not just Medicare for medical, but give it for hearing, dental and vision. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that was cut. The, the expansion of Medicare was cut just to hearing, but you know, things like that. So basically they're trying to negotiate the, you know, of course the original plan would have been able to have all of it and everyone to vote and say, hallelujah. Yes, let's vote on it. Let's go. Let's bring it to bring it to the other side of the aisle, but they haven't been able to do that because different Democrats are um, 
you know, Mansion. Right, exactly. Bringing up concerns. I was going to say specifically um, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. So as a result, President Biden just recently proposed a new version of this plan. Uh, I think it's $1.75 trillion down from whatever the original was, which was well above three, four, I think. Um, 3.5 trillion. 3.5 trillion. So down you know, um, significant amount. And as a result of the negotiations and trying to get everybody on board, the biggest topic of conversation has been, well, I will, there's been several things that have been cut, I will say. The Universal um, Community College, out. That's out as well. Um, they're still trying to propose universal pre-K for ages three and four. They're still trying to propose having a year extension of the child tax credit for um, that families are getting. I don't think that's going to be extended beyond a year, but they're still trying to push for that. They're still trying to push for child care to be more affordable. And I believe raising the, the pay for early childhood educators as well. I think that is still in the bill from my understanding, but paid family leave is completely out and literally like two days there's two day difference because when we first recorded this i was gonna say it was at or they had four weeks well cut it cut it it that's not a word cut it from (laughs) cut it to four four weeks and like we really we literally literally recorded this guys yeah and overnight it went to absolutely off the table and the internet as it should have went banana went crazy because we are pissed like let's be real and, and I think one thing that I just as I was like researching like this whole thing and like trying to stay up to date because like it seems like it changes every hour. One of the things that I found so important is that we were just it says that the U.S. is one of eight countries without national paid maternity leave. And one of eight. No, we're the only one. I don't. Oh, you mean developing countries? Yes. Yes. Developing we're the only developing. Con- no, we're the only developed we're the only major economic like structure of a country that has nothing. Now, underdeveloped countries, sure. But we're maybe the that's only what major pro- one. Maybe that's what they're comparing it to here. But it says um, the global average for paid maternity leave is 29 weeks. Yep. And 16 weeks for paid paternity leave um, uh, via the World Policy Analysis Center. So I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. But we're asking for four weeks or we were no we were asking for 12 we were asking for 12 and then we got down to 12 when then we got down to four and we were like okay maybe please please can we have just a a crumb of support and then now we're at zero and there's literally countries out here getting 29 weeks for mothers and 16 weeks for fathers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean love living here I love living here. <laughs> Sorry. Not to mention <laughs> the extreme homophobia that we've seen um, come to light with. I mean, we, we, we talked about it in our previous recording, but obviously you guys won't hear that. But with um, Pete, uh, Secretary Pete Buttigieg and him taking paternity leave for his newborn twins, which were in the NICU, by the way. Um Aww. He took six weeks, I mean, sorry, six months, six months paid leave. And people lost their minds about that. I mean, I thought he took two, but even so, it doesn't matter how much he took. Yeah, six months paid leave. Um, Mm -hmm. And and people just, 
literally, I shouldn't say people, I should say homophobic, um, toxic masculinity, all of that, all of that uh, Mm -hmm. went crazy. Uh, Tucker Carlson is one of those particularly who made the joke about what is he trying to breastfeed as if um, he doesn't need to bond with his newborn babies as if he doesn't need to take care of his uh, premature newborn babies. Also Mm -hmm. might I add to that because we know newborn babies in, in itself is, is a chore, but premature. I mean, I, none of my kids were premature, but I can only imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, as I tweeted and then put on Instagram, um, this country has continued to show how that, how little, in fact, at none at all, no, no care whatsoever for children. Yeah. Even, even with the trying, even right. (laughs) Even with the trying to pass universal pre-K still, I'm sorry, if you can't give and it shouldn't be either or. You should not have to choose between paid family leave and universal pre-K. There mm-hmm. should not be a yeah. choice. There, there's, there's no way to, to, to evaluate which one would have more necessity over the other. We're talking about both are needed. A, yeah, right. They're both needed. You cannot, you cannot deliver a baby. And then hop on back to work. Yeah, millions of women have done just that with their vaginas falling out, literally prolapsing, coming on back to work because they went back to work shortly after my first. Unacceptable. He was a month. He was maybe a month old. I want to say he was maybe right at four weeks, and I went back to work. Unacceptable. Because, I mean, there was no, there was, I mean, and, and not to mention, I know we talk about, we talked briefly about the government funded programs that we do have, but those are dang near impossible to get. It's like set the, the system when trying to obtain those things are almost designed for you to fail. Can't work too much, can't work, but so many hours. Then when yes. you do, you can't get those benefits. You cannot get um, affordable childcare unless you're, I mean, you have to be, pretty much be homeless right to, to get those things i mean the support is just not there yeah which so then you go makes, to work with your vagina makes falling no out sense. <laughs> makes absolutely no sense and they wonder why people struggle to they don't almost don't want to get certain jobs and improve themselves while on while, while on welfare it's like if you're going to lose your benefits but the job that you would get would still not be enough to yeah I think you're going to keep for benefits and it, right. it makes, you know, you it, like, it doesn't make any sense, but um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's not, it's of course there's the, you know, the birthing people that literally need to heal, the literally need to figure out how to adjust to life with a newborn that needs round the clock care, but it's also hello. Like the newborn needs round the clock care. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know who would they expect to just take care of the newborn. Like not to mention most daycares do not take newborns until six to eight weeks. So exactly what do you expect? That too. Where is the child going? No one considers. Like, are they just going to, oh, I'll just leave the child in the crib and go on to work today because I got to go back. Like that makes absolutely no sense. So the baby that needs their, their caregiver, the caregiver that's going to be with them that they're going to call mom or dad or both 
needs to be the one that they are constantly around skin to skin sniffing. That is for the biological primal instincts of that child. Yep. And you're denying that child that. So you're and denying in them the judge's case. Exactly. Because they adopt exactly. You're denying that child their fundamental need, their basic primal fundamental need that can literally change a trajectory of their life because you want to force that person and say work and making money for this world and your high profile job or whatever, whatever profile job, who cares, is more important than the life of the baby that you just delivered, who is fragile, who has no way to do anything but just try to survive. It is disgusting. It's well, disgusting. it's because of their, first of all, their, their privilege. I think about uh, Joe Manchin. Is it Manchin? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah. Okay. Joe Man- who, who really needs to pronounce his last name? But anyway, Joe Manchin. And I was looking up his, I was curious last night and I was looking up his net worth and I was like, mm, with his net worth, he probably didn't, he, he probably just got a nanny and called it a day. So, of course, he doesn't understand that those luxuries are not afforded to middle class people and definitely not lower class people. Um, And then even just taking it back to Pete Buttigieg for a second, another person, um, Joe Lonsdale, the co-founder of Planetar, whatever that is, um, he tweeted, which shows you the the thoughts of men and, and the patriarchy. Any man in an important position who takes six months of leave for a newborn is a loser. And the correct masculine response to child rearing is to work harder to provide for their future. So literally that bootstrap white supremacy mentality, just work harder. Mm-mm. Why do you need to care for your newborns? Just work harder. Who I don't is know how you would do that. Baby! <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you're going to work harder when the baby has no care. Are you freaking kidding me right now? That's I'm assuming just, that's I'm assuming that the woman doesn't work. That's assuming or the partner doesn't, work, partner doesn't work in this case. Yes. Assuming that the partner doesn't work, assuming that they are ready and available to just, but without paid leave, they're obviously not. Right. Like, but just you, forget about like postpartum depression and maybe we didn't heal all the way at six weeks or like we said earlier, our vaginas might be falling out still. Just forget about all of those things. I received so many comments on my post from mothers that were like, I, I attribute my postpartum depression to my having to go back to work so quickly. And okay. I'm, I didn't go back to work. I found a different job. So I was working in the school system. And because I will know, I mean, the, there's only there's a couple of states that have mandated like you can go you can make state laws that are different from federal as we know in our government and so there's right. a couple states and DC that offers paid family leave and so DC is one of them so when I worked for DC public schools I had the luxury of having the DC government because you work for the DC government when you work for DC public schools okay um I had the luxury of having paid family leave for my first child and it was glorious I got to take my 12 weeks I got to know my paycheck was coming and I got to care for my baby. And then thankfully, because that went into summertime, I had a little extra time before I had to go back to work. So I was able to establish a breastfeeding relationship. And then I went back to work. But the difference is I chose to go to fair to, I I'm giving too much information away about where I live. Um, Trying not to do that because I have a platform and I don't want people to know where I live. I'm in the DC area, but I will say I went to another school district 
Um, and that was not in DC, obviously. And this particular school district, um, predominantly Caucasian school district, very wealthy, et cetera. I just assumed that there would be policies like that in place. And I still worked an entire year before getting pregnant. But in my second year of teaching, that was my, my fifth year overall, my second year at that, in that school district. Um, so I was three years in DC and then two years as other place. Um, I got pregnant with my second and there was nothing. There was, you, you would have had to save your sick leave in order to pay for your maternity, your maternity. Yeah. So you, a lot of people so, are using their FMLA. Right. So you use the FMLA to be able to secure your job. That's all that does. It secures your job. Yeah. That is it. It is yeah, not. Yeah, you're not getting you, paid. You're not getting paid. You're just able to say, I'm able to, I can take the, my family medical leave and secure my position. And that wasn't going to work for us because I was already coming into a school district, caring for a baby who was going to daycare, who was getting sick all the time, who I was then having to take off work to take care of to get sick and then losing money that way because the sick leave wasn't even afford. What, tell me what school district, mind you, there's so many flaws in the system. What school district says you don't get to see your first day's worth of hours of paid leave for sick time until you've been working for two months? Two months, what? guys. So I have to go to school be around some snot-nosed kids, get sick from them, and I can't take a day. Wait a couple months because <laughs> I and I, because I was a Brit. Now had you know had I been there for five years and I had accumulated something, I would have had the time it would have rolled over. But I'm a new I'm a new employee, so they set you up to fail as soon as you're a new employee. I don't have sick time, so I'm literally going in the negative as I've gotten sick and brought it home to my child within the first month of school, which makes sense because I'm in a school building, and so is my and child. Mind you, you're paying for childcare. Yes, and exactly. You're paying for childcare. I cannot just be like, oh, my child's sick. I'm not going to pay for childcare. So I'm losing money in my paycheck, and then I'm paying for childcare. This kept happening over and over again because my child kept getting sick, sick, sick 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 she just would not stop getting sick because hello she's a young child and she's going to daycare around other snot-nosed kids and they're passing around and you're bringing and ear infection and i'm bringing it home and everyone's sick all the time we spent an entire year sick it was terrible and then i'm pregnant on top of that and i have pregnancy problems and maternity uh ma maternal what are they prenatal appointments prenatal thank yeah. you <laughs> prenatal appointments and I have to deliver early and all these things and on top and I have no sick leave so I have to take this unpaid leave and my paychecks at this point are minus not minus but they were less than what they should have been right. you know, I take, uh, by the time you pay gas right. um and uh yeah and, and if and with what my husband was making at the time had I just taken the L and not had any other income coming in we would not have been putting food on the table hmm. That's that's what it was in the area that we live in with cost of living and what he was making it that we needed two incomes and we would not have had two incomes. So I and had to find that. a job to work from home and I worked that job. I literally like put in my leave, went trained on the job for two weeks. And then by the time I was pushing that baby out, I'm working in labor on the computer, answering emails, bouncing on balls. Then I'm breastfeed. I pushed the baby out hour later on the computer. That's what I had to do. And I, I'm privileged to have even had the ability to find uh, something like that. What if I was single? 
What if I didn't have a husband to make up that difference? Because I wasn't making a salary. I was making contracted hourly pay and I was making about seven to $800 a month. And we were just lit. We were just grateful for that grocery money. And that's what I was doing, working around the clock for grocery money because I didn't get paid leave. Right. And then I was going to say, just on the other side of that, if you were single, like thinking back to me, me being a single mom, you would have just picked up yet another job. It would have been that bootstrap white supremacist mentality where you just pick yourself up by your bootstraps and do what you got to do. Because I remember Jay Sean's daycare was 600. I will never forget it. $620. The same as my rent at the time at the place we lived in. Mm -mm. I worked one job for his daycare. I worked another job for my rent and I worked one more job to do all of the miscellaneous things. I saw my Mm. child little to none. I I think I had like one day off a week that I tried to schedule where all these jobs were off on this one, one day, but Mm. he was always, I mean, thankfully I will say again, I have the privilege to have had a village. I had my mom and I had, you know, a best friend and her mom who, who were, were my village, but, it's that bootstrap mentality. You just keep working and keep working. But then you guys want us to raise these well-rounded, amazing children. How are we supposed to do that if we don't see the kids? (laughs) How? Especially our Black children. Because had that had been while he was going to school, you know, now I'm I'm very thankful, you know, I'm I'm married, my husband works and I'm able to stay home and I'm able to, um, you know, I send my kids to school and and them being black children, it's very important for me to then double up on their education when they come home and decolonize everything they're learning in school. I would have not been able to do that if it was just me. He would have just, I wouldn't have had the time. And there's lots of people who are in that situation who don't have that time. They're working two, two, three, four jobs because they can't, they don't want to be on welfare. They might be able to do the food stamps. They probably can't do anything else or whatever. And they, they have, you know, children and they're trying to support them. And, you know, a parent's not in the picture, they're single and Mm -hmm. the children are raising themselves. And you wonder why our our disparities continue the way they do. The system set us up to fail. When we say systemic racism, this is it guys. Right. And when you mentioned that racism was one of the um, the the places with um, paid leave. That was interesting because last night when I was looking this up, it's via the Bureau of Labor Statistics, only 23% of civilian workers have access to paid family leave. Mm-hmm. 23%. That is BS. And they all work in D.C. public schools. <laughs> <laughs> they probably all work there. Or <laughs> maybe for like a private company or something. You know what I mean? That's able mm-hmm. to, yeah. you know, because there are those too. There's, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of private companies out there that offer great yes. benefits. My husband has been able to work for companies that offer bet. He had more leave than I did. I had my 12 weeks. He had six months. You were like, wait, where are you going? <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> Listen, I had to stay home. Oh my gosh. It it was like, I, I, it was, but it was bananas. Like the fact that, you know, I'm over here teaching the next generation of children and that's what I get. But because his positions, it's the value system that we have. Like Mm -hmm. his position is not, was not any more valuable than mine, but that's, that's how they've set us up to fail. And, and, and a lot of, One thing I kind of want to park on before we end this episode real quick is a lot of people, namely white people, don't understand how these systems are intentionally racist. 
Oh yeah. Okay. They're literally targeting black folks. It's it's the it's it's this idea that that's just coincidental that the the people that are predominantly um, underprivileged, underserved, and lower income happen to be people of color, and that it's people of color's fault they can't get out of that. Yep. If every like you you cannot get anywhere on your own. You cannot get anywhere on your own. If anyone tells you you've got some got gotten somewhere on their own, excuse that cynicism. Anyone has told you that they have gotten someone on somewhere on their somewhere own. Somewhere on their own. There it is. Yeah, that's yeah. right. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Gotten somewhere on their own. They're lying. They're lying. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're lying to you. Um th- these it's like the idea, the the idea behind these government funded programs, great idea, but they they intentionally created them in such a way where they would keep black and brown communities on the welfare programs. on those programs and mm-hmm. in the communities that they're in. Because if they get out of those programs, then they can they can move into better neighborhoods and better yeah. schools and, and higher up and into society. High- Exactly. And, yep. and have more, um, they, you know, go, go into the white schools. And I just said schools, I'm sorry. And, um, and that's not wanted. It's like, no. let's at least like li- make it look like we're doing something to give, like to pat ourselves on the back to give black people. Right. Somewhat, like we care about a- low income people. But no, they, no. if they, if they wanted black people to be able to actually succeed and actually have equity then these programs would have specifically been written to to um, actually help actually help to 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 <laughs> assure that success and progression and the other part that i want to highlight is that white supremacy harms everyone so while the programs being created intentionally to target black and brown people are also inadvertently harming just as many white folks. There's white folks yeah. that are lower income. There's white folks that live in rural areas that are low income. There's white folks living in middle-class neighborhoods that were once the middle class was once the class that was like the class to be in. And because our society was set up a certain way for you to be able to be, but once those holes and gaps within the system that were supposed to be protecting the middle class protecting the middle class and, and, and making the lower class kind of stay put those those gaps seeped over into the middle class so it's like that the 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 way they target us is eventually going to catch up to them right is why we are in the situation that we're in it's it's disheartening because i honestly feel like you and i were texting about this like do we really see any like real hope in right and 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 i know that like it sounds so pessimistic but it's just so many systems that you have to dismantle to create any sort of change Mm -hmm. like we can't just teach about it and make people aware like these are literal systems that have to be taken down yeah we would literally have to clean house from the top to the bottom everybody gotta go all the old white men Mm-hmm. I said that. I said that in my caption. I was like, "This literally won't change until we have people that rese- that represent mm-hmm. the actual America 
in these yeah, positions that work for the actual American people, not people who are looking out for their own interests, not people who couldn't even imagine themselves in the places that we've been in because they've been privileged. They will never and, know. Yeah, they will never know. They will never know. They've been privileged their whole lives, most of these people. With that being said, before we close, I just want to um, note that Joe Manchin's term is up 2025. So just. Gosh, <laughs> three more years? I know, but I just had to put that out there. because It was like, y'all, please. please do something, please. That's a long time. That's enough time for. I mean, honestly, I'm real scared right now, you guys, with the race going on in Virginia, because if the Republican candidate wins this race. It's over for the Democratic Party. And I'm not, I mean, I know this This has gotten like real political and it's great if, I mean, be, I'm not saying it's great, but like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just don't think you can be anti-racist and vote a certain way. That's just not possible. Oh, 100%. It's not necessarily yeah. that there are, that there aren't some conservative policies and practices that make sense that's yeah. what negotiation is for that's what that's what it means to be bipartisan and lean across the aisle that's why you want to have mixed representation in congress so that you guys can come to a- agreements and be freaking human adult beings that can actually make life better and not put your own agenda but okay. it's but at the same time the pred- pre- predominantly the conservative party is filled with racist policies and the only policy that the only party that comes close to kind of doing something different is not don't, don't get me wrong right it doesn't mean that they're the end all and be all of anti-racism no they are right because i was but just about to say people mix that up when when we say that and they think that we're saying that um just because they're the 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 politicians are democratic they're not racist we know that no. they're full of racist they old white absolutely men absolutely can be <laughs> and for women sure. absolutely in the democratic party too so yeah yeah we're talking That's, about the policies specifically yes. and the, the the policies specifically that tend to come from the democratic party tend to be a lot more progressive in nature mm-hmm. and tend to tend to be a what's little less to, harmed us. right that that's a that's a really good way to put it less little less, less no. harmful to marginalized communities it is the democratic party that has you know paved a way for the lgbtqia plus community to marry mm-hmm. and all you know it's it's the party that tends to do a lot more when it comes to human rights whereas conservative tends to not so it's it's difficult <laughs> they have a very white supremacist view of what family what human rights what all of that should look like right exactly um so it's like i i don't you know at at one point and in one way i was kind of like hesitant to say certain political things but honestly i I can't be i can't i i it's it's kind of like when you know the love of jesus and you can't help but say hallelujah it's it's kind you know what i'm saying like no like i y'all know i have my beef with christianity right now and I'm super like just deconstructing, but I obviously still love the Lord. I'm not going to be over here like oh, yeah. just 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 disbanding the Lord. Like I'm going to say, I, I you know I'm going to give praise where praise is due and honor yeah. where honor is due. Just thank God I we know Him aside from the Christianity put, culture. Thank right. God. So I'm I'm going to say that 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 is that's going to come from my being. So I, I kind of feel the same way. Like at first I was going to try to like not bring up politics, but I feel that strongly about it especially with the day and age that we're in that honestly it's critical it's very critical because 
you know, when, when we're, we're, we're here because we are trying to literally save the lives of our community mm-hmm. and the, the, we can talk and have a podcast and post on Instagram all freaking day, every day. And yes, there's organizations and there's, there's nonprofits and there's so many other ways. Yes. Aside from politics to do good social justice work in this world, but, but they still can't be done without dismantling those, those systems. Right. Yeah, they cannot. They cannot be done without us going to the voting booths and doing the emails and the callings of the senators and demanding stuff and 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 doing you that try. in the, pr- in the present. Booths. You triggered me when you said voting booths because I just had to say, white women, please don't tell me you are anti-racist anymore if you're going to stab me in the back when you when you go to the voting booths. I can't do it anymore. I can't do another year of the. I, I see you, I hear you, I stand by you. And then you get in the voting booths and we see that 56 or 58% voted X this way and that way. Don't do that anymore. Right. Just be real. Just, right. That's so true. That's what, I, that's what we're saying. Like you literally can't be for our lives and say that Black Lives Matter or BIPOC Lives Matter or LGBTQIA Lives Matter when you are not voting for policies that are going to protect our lives. Mm-hmm. And as flawed as our governmental system is, this is the government that we have. These are the two primary pr- primary parties. We have to vote for the one that's going to at least do more, the most good, or the most, the most good. Um, and yeah, so that's just that's where I'm sitting. I'm I'm over here in a state of like ang- anxiety and and like just kind of feeling a little hopeless, a little worried, mm, scared, anxious, that. you know? Yeah. It's, it, 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 I, I think because when we yeah, talk yeah. about this and we like, we, as we talk about it, we kind of like deconstruct it sometimes for like with each other, like on the podcast and like we're breaking it down. And even though we've done our own work, breaking it down, like just talking about it and saying it out loud kind of sound, it sounds so big and it is, it's such a big giant to, to defeat. Yeah, that we're like, how would we ever do that? Like, yeah, how? right, right. We're just yeah. two people. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, as yeah. always, you can support us on our Patreon at www.patreon.com. Why do I say www. Like, we know what <laughs> we the www.patreon.com. Forward just download the app, y'all. Black Please just download the app. <laughs> no, just click the link in our click the link in our show notes. Yeah, and it'll take you right there. Um, we've got three tiers for you. Very affordable way to support our work. Um, come follow us on Instagram. We are always we are always continuing the conversation over there. And as always, we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Black Girl Voices podcast. If you loved today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.